0: HiFM Tech Talk, Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Well, good morning and welcome back to Tech Talk right here on HiFM. And what a few weeks it has been. There has been so much going on in the tech world. So many new announcements. So many new launches. I actually don't really know where to start. Obviously, I need to do a quick wrap up of all the excitement coming out of mobile world. And I must say, apart from some of the weird gadgets and the big launches of new mobile phones and all the sort of standard fare that you expect at a big tech trade fair, there was actually a lot of serious business talk around the growth of 5G and a lot has been written about this a lot has been spoken about this and i just want to wrap up the whole 5G discussion because quite honestly i do believe that 5G or the emergence of the next generation of mobile technology is going to completely and utterly change pretty much everything it's it's actually the best analogy I can use is imagine those days when you had an ADSL connection and the maximum you could get was ten meg uh, and most people were getting in the region of two to four meg and that was a promised speed. We were struggling to download anything. Streaming was something that people did in America. You know, just generally we were operating in a a really clunky, slow Difficult environment, and with one and a half, two meg download speeds, it would take time for your emails to arrive. It would take time for you to, you know, do anything on the internet. Hitting go on your bro- on your your browser would, you know, again, you'd go for a cup of tea before things sort of popped up on your screen. Now imagine that change between ADSL and hundred megabit per second fibre. Everything's instant. It's incredibly reliable, except for the massive outage, uh, Vumatel had across pretty much the whole of north of Joburg last, I think it was last week because of the massive power supply. The simple, let me just discuss that briefly. The simple cause of that whole thing was this. Eskom cut major power feeds to pretty much 10 major distribution centers in Johannesburg. Those supplied some 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 sub-distribution centers and pretty much Johannesburg, the major economic center of South Africa, went off. No power at all. And what happened is 99% of the fiber boxes that were connected to the Vumatel network, which have backup power so Vumatel shouldn't have gone down and in fact did not go down um, when the power went out. The problem was, two hours later when the power was restored, all hundred or two or three hundred thousand, uh, consumer devices all tried to connect to the Vumatel network simultaneously at the same time. And quite simply, their servers couldn't cope and the whole thing fell over. Their whole system shut down and they had to stagger it and reboot it. And it took nearly three and a half to four hours to get everyone back up and running. So, uh, not good for Vumatel, but it's, it's a type of circumstance that really with respect to everybody, it's very hard to predict. Imagine you've got a couple of hundred thousand customers. Imagine all of them going off at the same time and all coming back on at the same time. I'm sure they're putting something in place that this does not happen in the future, but the simple fact is we live in a crazy place, and there's no doubt we're going to see more of these power failures and power challenges over the next little while. And we spoke about UPSs and all the rest, but this, in this case, it really didn't help. The Vumatel, the backbone, the network... Actually went down. And we're going to just take a quick break for um, a commercial and I'll come back and explain why that is actually so relevant in the new 5G world that's emerging and how different and amazing the whole thing is going to be in the next year or two. It's not even the near future. It's well, the far future. It's right now and happening very, very soon. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 PM only on 101.9 IFM. Anyway, just, just back to Mobile World Congress and the, the two takeaways about 5G. One, <clears throat> 5G networking or 5G mobile is coming. It's coming to South Africa. It's already here in Cape Town and Johannesburg with the RAIN network. And what I didn't realize is that uh, uh, RAIN have used Nokia equipment in the Cape for whatever reason and Huawei equipment in Gauteng. For again, whatever reason. But anyway, it is available. They're testing it. They're integrating it. The actual devices that you put in your house to connect to the network are still not yet available. They have been launched. I saw the commercial versions in, in, in Barcelona, but they haven't been certified. They've got to go through the SABS and all that, you know, good stuff that needs to be done before you can put anything on the market. And that should be happening over the next couple of months. So 5G will be up and running in South Africa really soon. But back to the analogy of super slow, buggy, flaky, when it rained, your ADSL died, the wires got wet, it slowed down, all that type of stuff to fiber, which changed the game completely. You could almost, you couldn't compare the experience that you could have on the internet using fiber compared to ADSL. And in many ways, the experience that you gain, and as happy as you are with your 4G, or or HSDPA-type network that you're using on your mobile phone now, 5G will actually take it completely to the next level. The two massive benefits of 5G will be capacity. So, in other words, speed is is taken for granted, but more importantly will be capacity. So, orders of magnitude more things, phones, televisions, you name it, can connect to the network simultaneously, and... Latency, the time it takes for your signal to get from your device to the server of your choice and back, will be dramatically, again, almost an order of magnitude lower than the current latencies you get in mobile. And latency translate into clarity in, of speech, speed of artificial Things like Siri, when Siri talks back to you, if there's no latency, it becomes immediate, instant, and much more conversational. You can't have a conversation with a person who takes half a second to respond. It gets a bit frustrating. So all of that is going to change the way that we do things. And the the biggest takeaway from mobile world in terms of the next version of networking, call it 5G networking, will be industry. Cars, factories, um, campuses assets moving around the country. So business will be the first, for me and you, to watch a YouTube video on your phone a little bit faster. It's not going to change the game tremendously. To maybe w- download a high-speed download for what, a game or, or something. Again, nice to have, but not. it's not going to change your world. But imagine that you could have a whole factory controlled from a central point in Johannesburg factories in Cape Town, Durban, PE, East London, whatever – all operating in real time with an operator sitting in a central place, be it wherever it is, Joburg, Cape Town, all through the so-called new 5G network. So 5G, you're going to hear more and more and more about it. For you and I are our mobile phones, they will be available from the middle of this year, going live in Korea in the next month, going live in America in the next month, and they look like normal phones. They're not even that much more expensive than normal phones. So the devices will come. We'll all get a 5G device in the next year or two. Samsung, Nokia, everyone will be launching them pretty automatically over the next couple of months and years. But the big change will be simply the amount of stuff you can do as if you had fiber to every single handset, fiber to every single machine, no longer worry about network issues and things being slow and things being buggy and your Wi-Fi flaking out and, and all this type of stuff. 5G Officially, we'll put the end to that. I know that's easy to say, but because of the way that the whole system is structured, the way the technology works, the multiple input, multiple output antennas, you'll be able to get a far superior network experience. And for that, there will be all sorts of things that you couldn't do before. Remote medicine, remote driving of cars, you name it, will be possible on a uh, 5G network that simply was not possible today. Now, on to other news. Uh, I could wax on forever about the whole new world of telecommunications that's coming, but there's been, as I said, this has been a crazy week. There's been so many new things happening, and I'll start with something that's linked to the Internet. GoDaddy. GoDaddy are <laughs> – sounds really crazy, but they are the largest um, – I wouldn't call them an ISP because they don't sell the Internet, but they are the, the largest hosting website provider Pretty much in the world, and they 've always been an American company and all you guys who 've dabbled in the internet probably found it really simple to register your domain, your domain's your home your dot com your dot c o z a your u you are at wherever um and To do it on GoDaddy was simple, put in your credit card, they set up your domain, you could link it to Google for mail, you could set up mail on their platform, you could do um, security on their platform, or you could host your website on the platform. Well, what GoDaddy have done, and they've been here a little while, but they officially announced it yesterday, they've officially announced a presence in South Africa. So if you go to godaddy.co.za, you will find that there is a local web hosting site, and what they're also offering... For the first year, 10 rand for a .co.za or .coza, however you want to pronounce it, domain, which is pretty ridiculous. I think that goes up to between 69 and 99 rand uh, thereafter per year, which is still very, very, very um, good. And I met with them yesterday and I've got a interview that I'll play probably next week because I've got a really interesting interview for this week with a little company called Spotify. It's another online service, uh, which we'll talk about in a few secs. But Safano Maruzzi, their vice president in Europe, for Europe, Middle East and Africa, said that essentially it's a soft launch. They're not putting infrastructure in the country yet. That'll come in due course. But what they are doing is making their services all their products and everything available at a very competitive rate within South Africa. They're absorbing the dollar or euro uh, volatility, which is a little bit nuts at the moment. But essentially, they're very cost effective. And what they say that gives them the edge over many really good South African ISPs, and there are any number of them. There are, in fact, 630 ISPs in South Africa. But what what gives them the little edge is sheer scale they've got over 18 million customers so you can be assured that they have the latest technology the latest security the latest ability to give users you know they're aiming at the the small to medium guy entrepreneurs they've got some great tools in their website that I've played with briefly and they really want to engage with everybody essentially there's about 1.2 million registered .co.za domains in South Africa. I know a lot of people use others.com, .whatever, but the fact is they believe there's potential for massive growth. People spend a lot of time on the internet, and if you've got a little business, any form of business, even if it's a personal trainer, it's just you and I totally agree with this. I believe you should have a home on the internet. Using Facebook as your, your, uh, window to the world is really not great because Facebook owns Facebook. You don't own Facebook. But if you've got a .dot .me, you know, Stephen at me training.com or .coza or .whatever, um, .info, you name it. There's all these various domains, which is a discussion for another time. It really makes sense to register your spot on the internet, and they offer a really inexpensive, really simple website building tool. On In less than an hour, average 30 to 40 minutes, you can have a really slick, clean, professional looking website up and running with all the links you can create. You can then have your own email address, Steven, at your own email address. So, I really think if you, you, have been dabbling or thinking about going online, or if you've got a small business, it doesn't matter whether you're a dentist, whether you're a butcher, whether you're a plumber, whether you're a personal trainer, or you're a mini corporate with a uh, hundred employees, it's just so much more professional to have Stephen at your domain dot com dot rather than Stephen Ambrose at gmail dot com. I've got that as well, but fact is, it's, it's really very, very professional. So, and the pricing right now is a super attractive. They're trying to get people in and get them to sign up. So go and have a look. If you were thinking of domains, if you're thinking of moving, perhaps you're not happy with your domain host. Everything's online. You can make all the changes online. Their dashboard's slick and easy to use. Their web builder service, I must say, I played with it a little last night is also very slick and easy to use. So it's great to see massive. They're a listed New York. Uh, Stock exchange company It's good to see them Actually taking an interest In South Africa Setting up here They're going to be doing A lot of workshops They're going to be doing A lot of work With their local Sort of PR company to try to educate the public on the benefits of having your own domain. And I think that's great. It's a a great way to invest in the country, and it's a great way to get everyone online so we can all know what you're doing. Because if you're not online, you don't exist. And we'll be back straight after this advert with Tech Talk Cafe, and we're talking to to the guys from Spotify. It's their one-year birthday. You know I'm always talking about streaming services, so tune in, listen to this. It's a great interview, some really interesting info, and I'll be back straight after this. Hi, i Talk with Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose. Well, welcome to Tech Talk Cafe right here on High FM And with me, not in the studio, but just, just the day before the studio, is Claudius Boller, who is the managing director for Spotify, that streaming service we've talked about so much, um, for South Africa and Africa. Is that correct? That
1: is correct, and on top of
0: that, Middle East as well. Oh, oh, So lots and lots of work, lots of things to do, but great. Tell us why you're here visiting us in South Africa. Here it's quite a big sort of occasion. Absolutely it is. We're here very often,
1: um, but this time we're here to celebrate our birthday. We're very excited because we get a lot of great feedback and response. We have achieved a lot of things in the market And uh, we also want to, uh, yeah, speak with the creative community. We're very close to them, and develop deeper relationships with them every time that we're here. And we have great plans with them also in the future across the African continent.
0: So Spotify has now been in the market for pretty much a year. Yes, a lot of people did. I know I did. Certainly used other other territories. Spotify and. VPNs, and we won't get into all the technical stuff. Mm. But it's been actually quite interesting having Spotify in South Africa for the past year. And I've noticed that the playlists have changed considerably compared to other international Spotify offerings. What have you learned or what have you done in, in South Africa that has been so different? You know, and how has local content performed in the, in the local version of Spotify?
1: Yeah, so in general, it's to say that we aim as a, as a music company to localize our user experience towards every market that we go to, and uh, we have learned from that in Latin America. We launched a few years ago in Asia as well, and we're continuously growing. We launched India about two weeks ago, um, but what we do is we listen. We listen very much to our users uh, and see how they perceive and interact with Spotify, uh, and we use a lot of machine learning on our platform. Machine learning is literally uh, a com- computer uh, artificial intelligence that tells not just our curation teams but also our developers um, how music is being consumed in the best way. And that gives down to genres as well. So we're finding lots of new genres that are coming from South Africa and that work very well with other genres. On top of that, we've learned... That, for example, certain South African genres work very well, for example, in Brazil. So we're trying various things, and that, of course, changes the game for many
0: artists and labels here in the country. So it's not – that's actually a really interesting point. A lot of the music that you're finding is specific to South Africa and had no international outlet, unless they were lucky enough to sign up a Mm. big international label – have now got an opportunity to really get their message, their music, whatever they're trying to do, to a much bigger global audience.
1: Absolutely. I can give you a few examples, and we see that firsthand. We had some artists uh, tears uh, having tears in their eyes when we showed them a tool that we call Spotify for Artists. It's a free app that they, everybody, every artist can sign up to. They can also use it on the website. And it shows them in real time um, how many listeners they have right now, where is their audience, the demographics. Jeremy Loops, for example, an artist from South Africa, he plans his touring schedule because he sees, okay, uh, one of my biggest audiences actually in the UK, I think Germany's on number three. He himself knows better. But let's say maybe Latin America picks up on
0: his music Or Australia is also big for him Then he can adjust his touring schedule And this was stuff people didn't even think about before They, were, they sort of planned a tour and hoped it worked yes. Now they've got information to show them that It's actually working before they get there <laughs> Yeah, true it's quite
1: funny because they also create the set list. Uh, one example that I have is Metallica. Um, they look at, for let's say they have a concert in Seattle, then they look at what are our most played songs in Seattle? What is the music, our music, that that's, Spotify that's loves? That's such
0: a fascinating idea. So artists are actually using it to find out what their fans want. Yeah, absolutely. So Metallica says, Seattle, you want the hard stuff? You get it. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty amazing. And which of the artists in South Africa, can you tell us, have, that have been really successful that have have really hit you know hit it well on Spotify yeah absolutely
1: I'm happy to talk about this Um, and uh, so we see that across many market launches is that it starts off with a lot of traction for all the big international artists at Sheeran Drake is pretty big here Um, but uh, what we see is that uh, Black Coffee for example is performing very well like uh, he is currently leading um, one of his tracks was the most streamed track in South Africa so far since this year here. Um, our artist number one is the most streamed artist is Nasty C.
0: Okay, that's uh, really interesting.
1: Yeah, so you see hip-hop is kind of strong, but house music is, is becoming strong, like house music coming out of South Africa. Uh, the home genre is doing very well. Also, um, it's also interesting to work with that community because... Um, they don 't know about much about like, the monetization, about the legal rights, and so on,
0: so you find them a little bit um, what's around, naive about what was going on in the music world well, compared no. to sort of international artists.
1: Yeah, I don't want to call it naive because literally there was no platform that really shared That's sufficient a very data. Yeah. So with the Spotify for Artists app, this free app that I'm mentioning that uh, all the artists can use for free, we're kind of empowering and give the power back to the artist. They can make better business decisions. So we had an artist coming uh, to us from South Africa and saying, well, I have uh, this uh, brand called Pepsi Cola coming to me and they want to know like how do I match match their target group? And within 5 seconds we took a screenshot of that app to see the demographics, the audience and also similar artists. So he saw that, uh, they saw that his music was similar to AKA and SDC, so that uh, Pepsi knows, okay, this is the type of music, the type of audience that that artist has, and they went ahead and supported him in a campaign. So,
0: it, <clears throat> apart from the fact that it is simply one of the largest and most sophisticated streaming services globally, you actually are bringing back to South Africa quite a lot of benefit for the local guys who perhaps never had an international view of their, their talent, for want of a better word.
1: Yeah, you can you can see it that way. and don't want to correct you too much. On this, no, no, but no. no, we, no, we, no are, absolutely.
0: we are the biggest music <laughs> streaming service in the world with more no, than true. 200 million true. Uh, active users. I was users. getting to, to the <laughs> stats on that now. And, and is there any way that you break out the South African stats on their own? No, we, we
1: don't do that. Um, but maybe
0: one a, a few
1: indications that I can give you. Um, it South Africa so far is uh, exceeding our expectations, and uh, it continues to do so. Also, we see that uh, South Africans fall in love with the service. The engagement and literally the listening time per day goes up. We have a bunch of users that are using Spotify more than the actual awake time. So podcasts but just leave it on. And on and they use it you know, on, on the Android operating system in the alarm clock. You can uh, choose a playlist on Spotify that wakes you up. And they go to bed with that, with a meditation or relaxed playlists, or even with podcasts, which are which are growing so as well. So it's now.
0: become quite a, a powerful part of the mix of smartphone use in South Africa, from what you can see.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and this we see the love there because it's not a pep, Spotify and music listening is not a passive tool that much as as, as we might think it is because of the uh, music discovery features and we have launched all of them which is best in class if you
0: compare it uh, I must admit the music curation and suggestion services Beyond anything I've tried on any other service, they're pretty freaky, actually. I think yeah. your algorithms are watching me while I sleep. Yeah, kind of. My dad told <laughs> me the other day, this Spotify knows my music tastes much better than I know myself. No, no question. Yeah. I mean, you, you find new stuff that you would never even have thought of. I would never have found a lot of the stuff I listened to mm. if it wasn't for the suggestions that came out of your playlist for the week. Right. And we see that. So this is users, when they start on Spotify, the usage is not
1: that high um, on a daily base, uh, and uh, the, uh, uh, the usage is more lean back. But then they discover um, the new personalization tools, so Discover Weekly, Release Radar, Daily Mix. These are the world's best playlists, I mean, automatically colorated playlists. And people say, oh, what is, it, what is that release? I need to add that to a playlist. I want to save that. And uh, the amount of playlists that users have been created and the engagement is really overwhelming. If we want to compare that to other markets across the world, South Africa is
0: already above our world average. In terms of sheer engagement, creating playlists, absolutely finding, discovering new music, and just generally being on the platform.
1: Absolutely. By being on the platform... All the users literally start on the free tier. You can download it
0: tomorrow. and That's actually interesting yeah. because I wanted to talk about that. Because how do people, I mean, obviously it's an app on a smartphone, iOS, Android, not important. And you can play it on your computer should you want. Yes. But how do people get into it and how do they generally start? Right. It's an interesting user journey. Uh, in South Africa,
1: it's very much driven by mobile uh, but what we see is that many users hear about it from their friends or get invited to listen to a playlist. We're working together with uh, a lot of festivals here, Ultra, uh, Jet, uh, Cape Town Jazz Festival, uh, Opie Work in the Days, and so on. And they have these playlists, and then people just click on it and get to know about it, download
0: the app for free, sign up for free, and start to use that. So that's the user journey. And the downside of the free, what is, what don't, oh, okay, I think the best way to ask this. <laughs> Free is never free. There's obviously some sort of arrangement made, and that's advertising. How invasive is that? Can people live on – obviously, it doesn't suit you guys, but can they live on free for a while? Sorry, can who can, can the users, when they come on board, yeah. they come on the free tier, it's, it's ad-supported, yeah. and it interrupts the music now and then –
1: we have no plans of uh, switching off the free tier and literally today they can use it as much as they want and as how often they want the free tier. There's about three
0: minutes of advertising, so it's less than... Honest. No, it's not particularly annoying, but, I mean, it, it is there. And then if they pay... What is the what is the benefit? Right, it's free of advertising,
1: and also they have uh, unlimited offline listening. So, for example, that's what I do when I'm traveling. Uh, I don't always uh, use a local data package, but let's say I follow 40 playlists, and uh, when I'm on Wi-Fi, on the next Wi-Fi, all these playlists are updating themselves in the background. So I always have the latest music at my fingertips in my pocket, without the need actually for big data packages. And that is quite interesting that sometimes users decide, okay, should I actually increase or, or buy a data package or should I um, use Spotify uh, and pay for Spotify
0: just to have all the music with me offline? That's actually very interesting. So what you're saying is that the, once you're on a premium package, and in South Africa, it's actually very competitively priced by global standards. What is the latest package price? On average, we haven't changed the package. The package it's a fifty nine ninety
1: nine South African rand per, yeah. per month per um, month. I think we ran a campaign last year, a promotional campaign for about five rand ninety nine to get uh, yes, to get three I remember months. that
0: for three months. Yes,
1: and um, so we run these campaigns like once a year or so, uh, and uh, the uptake has been absolutely great. But I want to quickly come back Mm. to your question that you had on how is the engagement. Also, we see the uptake being already um, um, above uh, world average. Um, And that's
0: free users to paid users.
1: Free users to paid users, which is extremely good, again, for the creative community. For the artists, the labels, because we maximize really the monetization for
0: that. But in truth, the, the, the artistic community still gets paid, whether you're on a free or a paid subscription. 100%. Because that's something, I've, funny enough, people have asked me that, that. You know, if I use the free, do the people get paid? I said, uh, I think so. 100%. Well, that's really important. And... Basically, that was another area I wanted to touch on another question i 've had from a lot of users is how much data does this use, and how expensive it is it to stream all this music sort of per hour or per day
1: yeah well i can 't give you the how much is it per hour or per day when it comes to the data charges because that is depending on your plan that you have. Uh, but uh, what we have launched on the day when we went live in South Africa is something we call the low data saver feature. And to make it convenient for users, it's switched on by default.
0: So when so you install the app in South Africa, it, goes, it defaults to the data saver option? To the, to the data saver option automatically. What that
1: means is if you are on 3G on mobile data, um, we, uh, the low data saver feature makes sure that uh, the usage is only uh, less than 11 megabytes per hour. That is up to four times less than on other competitive music services, uh, and even up to 25 times less than than on a video streaming service. And that uh, is what users are uh, experiencing over time. That actually that usage that that use is so very low. Once you go into Wi-Fi, um, it switches uh, to the normal mode back like automatically.
0: Uh, and then you get and and the the, draw, the trade-off is quality.
1: The trade-off is quality. But to be very honest, uh, we did a lot of testing with our engineering team. Um, and uh, did also use research on that. And to, to, as, as per my judgment, you don't hear any difference. It is still uh, close to CD
0: quality. It's 24 kilobit per second. So decent quality, fairly low data use, but you would recommend that people use Wi-Fi to download playlists. In, in, in general just yes. to keep a whole lot of music on your phone
1: exactly and that is also important you can figure that so that the playlist refreshing is only happening once you're on Wi-Fi so we really take care and do the utmost to protect um, unnecess- protect from unnecessary mobile data users
0: and Spotify has expanded from being just a pure music streaming service there are a lot of other things that you guys are up to now can you give us a little indication like podcasts and and other sort of Things that you can stream through the service, right? So, besides music, um, we
1: we are seeing a big uptake for podcasts. Podcasts, uh, we are uh, producing more and more original podcasts. That means podcasts that are only available on Spotify. Um, They're similar, like a a TV series that can be quite addictive that you don't want to miss and want to continue. One is called Crime Town, for example, um, that I really encourage you to. It's like the radio for
0: the new age,
1: in a way. It's like the radio for the new age, but also, I mean, it's on demand, right? You can listen when you want to, and you can also change. Um, On top of that, we see also shorter podcasts. Sometimes there's a podcast of the joke of the day, uh, that That is quite interesting, because you just want something to hype up, and you can use that and create a playlist of that right so you can <laughs> configure what you want a week's in your, worth of jokes right for in, in example two you can do that uh, interestingly enough um. We don't have to be the driver, so there's big companies like BBC doing podcasts. They also do it in many different languages um, and uh, big news publications, but also there is lots of universities. There is um, LinkedIn, there's educational platforms from life advice to cooking sessions. Uh, There's surf reports. It goes into so many uh, um, areas, but important to say that podcasts is not... Um, just a commercial product for the creators of it. So, what we see is like y- you and me um, as individuals, we can create our podcast our own podcast on Spotify to discuss anything, to discuss of anything, any nature, whatever you want. If you give good advice on how to repair my car, then I am very thankful for that. If I can listen to that, and uh, on on top of that, so we, what we see is lots of influencers; they are getting strong on uh, Instagram and Facebook, etc. But they are all starting now to create their own podcast and do their own broadcast, if you will.
0: So instead of listening to the radio like where I broadcast today, people can actually download these things or just stream them whenever they want and play them whenever they want. And do you use your algorithms as well on that to curate and to suggest based on your listening behavior and the types of podcasts you listen to?
1: Yes, that is absolutely true, and this is one of the benefits. So um, So you don't have
0: to search. It will search for you almost. It will
1: kind of recommend for you let's say i sometimes look for business advice time management project management these type of things and it's astonishing how much you find on uh, on spotify But then next week, I go and look for a podcast. I get good recommendations about that. And, of course, we recommend you what other people like a lot. That is what the platform does.
0: And there is another element to this. You can actually make it social. You can work. You can follow friends. They can follow you. You influence their music. How does that work on Spotify?
1: Literally any um, page on Spotify, which can be an album, a track, an artist page, um, or a podcast page, you can share that with your with your friends um, on various social media. It's directly integrated, literally, with Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, uh, Twitter, and many others. And that makes it so easy. And that's we see really where our users are coming from, and a lot of users are coming from that, where friends and communities work together and share uh, great content
0: on Spotify with each other. So it actually becomes incredibly inclusive of everything you do online. I mean, every time I open up a ways, up pops my Spotify playlist. So you've integrated across pretty much the entire ecosystem on a a mobile device. What are your plans for the future? Because we're almost running out of time. Are there any (laughs) – I mean, you're everywhere. So how do you get – To more places, or have you got some other clever ideas to bring even more content or to make it even more accessible to people? We do. We do. So, important to mention
1: that we have more than 200 hardware and software partnerships across the world. Wow. And that is uh, automotive. You buy a car, but also the uh, Android CarPlay, Apple CarPlay is supported, so you can easily connect when you're driving, which makes it also very safe. Um, there's a Google Maps integration. When you're using Google Maps for navigation, and you have Spotify installed, the Spotify logo pops up when you, once you open it up, and you can play within the maps, which is much safer for driving when using it. Uh, on top of that... It is all those smart devices. We believe in ubiquity. We need to make music in a legal way available on all platforms if possible. So smart TVs, smart speakers are picking up. Smart speakers in South Africa specifically picking up. Google Home and other platforms. That so we you're seeing are the growth with. of that through your platform. True, and that's really important. People that use smart speakers on average are doubling, in some cases even tripling, their music consumption. Uh, but that is
0: really changing. It's a a fascinating it's something I didn't even explore, but it makes perfect sense. Perfect because sense. It plays like music in the background. Yeah. And you can keep it going, and it's your music. You don't have to listen to other people's music in the home.
1: Yeah, I had friends at my place two days ago, and uh, we had some some upbeat swing music that we tried. And my friend just talked to the speaker and said, "Play some uh, some dinner jazz." So we had this, and. Um, then uh, my daughter wished something that was quite different, uh, which is some some kids songs, right? So she also already already knows like how to how to manage that. Yeah. So it screws up my
0: playlist a little bit. <laughs> in my recommendation. Um, you haven't so got to the fun. point where it'll recognise her voice and switch to her playlist, e- or is that something in the in the in the in production? I' <laughs> um, no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm afraid we. T- Terry, sorry, we've run out of time. It's been 20 minutes already. It's amazing how quickly this goes. Mm. But we look forward to the next year of Spotify in South Africa. It's pretty impressive how quickly people have migrated away from swapping tracks and downloading tracks and just streaming tracks. So thanks so much for your time, and we'll catch up again in the next couple of months. Wonderful, Stephen. Thank you very much. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Well, welcome back, and happy birthday to Spotify. It's just a great music service, I must say. Um, I have my preferences, but it's one that I use pretty much every day. So if you like music, you like uh Discovering new music or even just listening to all the old ones. There's an interesting fact that I don't know came out in the, the podcast, but essentially 50% of the music listened to is the classics, the older music, stuff that's 20 to 30 years old. And 50% of the young people who are on Spotify, because they know these things, listen to that music. So it just shows you the oldies are still goodies. So Spotify definitely are doing a lot of work. And there's a lot of choice in the country. And I hear MTN are coming up with another version of of Spotify of their own. So there's a lot of ways to listen to music. But Spotify definitely is well-priced and it's extremely um, well-placed to satisfy any of your music streaming needs. But that's another story for another day. Now I've just got a quick announcement. This afternoon, the afternoon drive show will be streaming on the radio, live from Nordmoor between four and six. And here's why it's cool for you to pop down there. There's going to be lots of prizes. It's all about uh Purim, so you have to know all about your your um your Purim facts and figures and you could win Obviously, Hamantashen and and everything to do with Purim. There's going to be a lot of fun to be had. So, if you want to pop down to Norwood Mall between four and six and get involved with the afternoon drive, let's make radio fully, fully, fully interactive. Now, moving on with uh, the tech of the day and all the usual tech that we talk about, my gadget of the week is actually a really interesting gadget. Something that I have been using. Well, here's where it gets interesting. Ten years ago. Amazon introduced the e-reader to the world, give or take. The e-reader was a a, a cool little gadget. In those days it was the white one with a little keyboard at the bottom. It was a bit big and clunky, but it had a black and white screen, and it was an e-paper, an electronic paper screen, so it wasn't reflective. It used very little power, and it had a black and white sort of or gray and white look that was very similar to the printed piece of paper. And... Revolutionized the way that we, we read books. I mean, quite simply, you could have a library of thousands, hundreds of thousands. They're now the, um, the Kindle bookstore has millions of books available and they were all available at the, at the, you know, the click of a button on your Kindle device to be read anywhere that you wanted. There were a couple of drawbacks. One, you had to have a data connection, which it's pretty much taken for granted now. Then was a little bit slow, but still the books were black and white, there were no pictures, they downloaded quickly. You could even get a version with a sim built in. You still can, but uh, not in, not from the South African suppliers. But essentially, there were, and there was no backlight. So like a book, you needed light to read it. Well, roll that forward. The, the last 10 years, a lot of e-readers have come and gone. A lot of e-reader setups have have succeeded. Some haven't. But the Kindle has gone on and on and on. And a lot of people said that e-reading was going to kill the paper book. Well, it didn't. Paper books seem to have held their own and, in fact, are growing moderately around the world. There's quite a, an interesting field in actually picking up a physical book and reading it. And a lot of people do that but they become expensive, and they're big and heavy, and you need, if you're going away for a few days, you need to take a, a suitcase full of books, whereas you can just take a Kindle. Well, the, the kind folks at um, Circuit City sent me a brand-new Kindle 2018-2019 white, Waterproof. And I must say that after many years, last three, four years, I haven't been using Kindles. I've been reading books on my tablet. I rediscovered the wonder of having a super light, super easy to read, very low strain book in my hand, the Kindle, along with a really sharp screen and it's backlit and the backlighting can be adjusted. It's auto, which is really cool. And there are no buttons, nothing. It's a full touch screen. Six-inch, really quality screen. And they've got some really interesting tech to make the printed letters on the screen look as good as um, as paper. And it has (laughs) – I couldn't believe how wonderful it is to read on a device that has no strain. There's no blue light. It's not bright. It's not reflective. There's absolutely no distraction between you and the book. And I forgot how – Annoying a smart device can be I mean you're sitting reading a book Up pops a WhatsApp, up pops a message Up pops an email You get a little bit bored or maybe your attention starts Wandering as it does And you start checking Facebook or Instagram Or you go onto The web and it just completely Changes the way that you get involved And and interact with a book So the new Kindle Paperwhite has a couple of benefits One, it's got a backlight so you can read in darkness. You don't have to have the lights on to read. It adjusts to the light wherever you are so you always get a clear, easy to read page. You can adjust the font, you can make it bigger or smaller depending on your likes, or by touching or swiping on the screen. It is also waterproof. One of the biggest bugbears of the original Kindle and the benefit of a book, if you drop the book in the in the in the bath while you are relaxing there reading It's not great, but it's not terrible. Drop your tablet in there could be quite an expensive proposition. So this new Kindle Paperwhite is, um, waterproof and it's available right here in South Africa. You can get it at Dion Wired. All the retailers sell it between two and a half and three and a half grand, depending on the, the memory. I had the eight meg version. Sounds like nothing in today's, world but it was more than sufficient for a couple of hundred books and it's an absolute pleasure to read so if you want to rediscover reading or you are reading on your phone or tablet right now I think the Kindle may be an absolute wonder I'm super impressed how they've updated it it's easy to use it's reliable the battery life lasts up to six weeks Not six days or six hours, six weeks. I, in fact, haven't charged the one they sent me to review. So um, have a look. You can go online. You can just go into your nearest electronics store, and you will find the Kindles available in South Africa um, and at pretty reasonable prices. And we'll be back with with some more tech, a couple more news announcements, and my sort of app of the week straight after this. Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose Hi there and welcome back. So wrapping up, you can see I'm a bit of a fan. I've actually got it here. I don't know why I brought it with me, but it's so easy to carry. Again, I just want to update the the version available here, there are a couple of them, but is Wi Fi only. It doesn't have a built in three G uh, connection or 4G connection, you can get those, and they are more expensive. And there are a couple of other more expensive models, but this new one seems to hit the sweet spot. It's waterproof, it's small, it's super light, they've slimmed down the bezels, they've made it thinner, and um, as I say, six weeks battery life is actually extremely hard to uh, argue with. Now, my app of the week and something that I wanted to, well, I'll come back to that now. I just wanted to mention one or two other launches. As I said, this has been a completely Crazy week, and in the streaming media space, um, another large company called Google have launched YouTube Premium in South Africa. It's been available; it was called YouTube Red in the U.S., but now they've launched YouTube Premium in South Africa. And essentially, what it does, it gives you a whole lot of completely um, ad-free access to to YouTube as you know it. But they've also added a lot of YouTube premium features, which is um, music. So you get the whole music subscription, both video and just plain audio as part of your subscription. They've integrated fully with Google Play Music. And if you are currently a Google Play Music subscriber, you'll automatically receive a subscription to YouTube Music uh, Premium. So there you go. Um, and it it has a lot of local content and a lot of... Um, Other benefits, other – and in a way, YouTube is starting to compete with the streaming services like Amazon and Netflix. They've got a lot of content that is only available on premium movies. Uh, series you name it it's really interesting and it also allows you to download a lot of the stuff for playback later so there's a lot of benefits and the price is quite reasonable it's 77 rand a month but that includes the full youtube premium experience as well as the music experience so you get a full streaming service of music and video all for 77 bucks and it's good to know that um it's sorry I'll, i'll just Yeah, no, I'm correct. It's 77 Rand. But anyway, it's 71 Rand 99. Sorry. (laughs) just want to check that pricing. It's 71.99 for YouTube premium, including the music. And the family plan is 109 Rand. That's up to five people can use it or six members. Sorry, I'm really getting it wrong. They've increased that to six members can share a single subscription. If you just want music and you don't want uh, the videos, you can get that for 59.99 a month or 89.99 for a family plan of six people. So... All you need to do is go to the YouTube YouTube website and click on Premium and subscribe. It's that easy. You can do it on your phone, you can do it on your computer. All the stuff is available on your phone and on your computer. And I must say watching YouTube videos without adverts is an absolute win. It's worth the 71 rand a month, I must tell you. Absolutely Changes the game because there's so much music, there's so much content watching your big screen TV, and the adverts are just annoying and intrusive. And here's a way to get rid of that. So, if you're keen on on the the finest YouTube experience, and uh, here's a fun fact: YouTube is the second biggest search engine after Google. So, people search a huge amount of content on YouTube just to find out the most. Ridiculous arbitrary stuff. So check it out. It's available now. Um, you can you can sign up and you can pay with a local credit card. The pricing is, I think, pretty reasonable. And talking about streaming, the last thing I want to mention before we get on to my quick app of the week um, is that Microsoft have finally announced. Launch their local Azure servers in South Africa. That doesn't make a big difference to you and I because Azure is definitely a business to business thing. But for example, all your, your Office 365 files that are stored in the cloud, all your Word documents, all your Excel documents are now stored locally on local servers. So when you click on, on them or save them, you should find that the whole system works a lot more uh, quickly, much more responsive, stuff downloads quicker. It's in South Africa. And I'm being told I have to wrap up, but I'm just going to mention my app of the week. It's a great app and it's only available, unfortunately, on Samsung phones. And that's Samsung Pay. If you've got a Samsung phone, one of the more, the more recent, the Galaxy series, the A series, check out Samsung Pay. It's actually a brilliant way to put your credit card. It now works with Standard Bank, FNB, Absa and it's coming to Investech and other banks very, very shortly. And it's just wonderful. You can take your phone. You can use it to pay at any, uh, uh, credit card machine, both the tap to pay and the swipe to pay. So really smart system and it's available across most of the big banks and it's on all the higher-end Samsung phones. And on that note, Craig is chucking me out the studio as we speak. So until next week, you'll have to come back next week, Thursday, between uh, 11 and 12 on Tech Talk to hear even more. Left a whole lot out this week, a lot more re- launches, a lot more technology, and some really cool interviews with some interesting people. So this is Stephen Ambrose for Tech Talk right here on High fm